Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the minor prophet Malachi. Malachi is also known as an oracle, and he's sort of answering the questions that are being asked by both God and the people. Sometimes it's in a sarcastic fashion that it is answered sort of tongue-in-cheek, but also just bold statements of truth. Um, I want to read you about the time of Malachi in the introduction to the book of Malachi. In my Bible, it's listed under background, and it just is basically talking about this time in the earth during the activity of the prophets Haggai and Zechariah that we just read about in the returned exile, and they were, of course, under the leadership of Zerubbabel. And you know that the first temple was finished in 516. So then Ezra the priest came with several thousand more Jews. Uh, Remember that King Artaxerxes of Persia encouraged Ezra to develop the temple worship and make sure that the law of Moses was being observed. So 13 years later, the same king permitted um, his cupbearer, Nehemiah, to go to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls. And of course, Nehemiah was the governor. And he was uh, speaking to the people about shunning mixed marriages, keeping the Sabbath, bringing tithes and offerings faithfully, basically just upholding the law. And um, he came back to Jerusalem to find that nothing was being observed. And so all of these sins are the ones being condemned by Malachi in this book. So we pick up here in chapter one with it entitled, uh, Jacob loved and Esau hated. It says an oracle, the word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord, but you ask, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, the Lord says, yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. And I have turned his mountains into wastelands and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. Edom may say, though we have been crushed, we will rebuild the ruins. But this is what the Lord Almighty says. They may build, but I will demolish. They will be called the wicked land, a people always under the wrath of the Lord. You will see it with your own eyes and say, great is the Lord, even beyond the borders of Israel. So when the people say, don't you love us? He'll say, look at the ways that I have treated you and the ways that I have treated the descendants of Esau. Those are the Edomites. So picking up in verse six, it's entitled blemished sacrifices because the people were offering sacrifices that were not pure and certainly not according to the law. A son honors his father and a servant his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due to me? If I am a master, where is the respect due to me, says the Lord Almighty? It is you, O priests, who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? Well, you place defiled food on my altar, says the Lord. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible, when you bring blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? 
Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Now implore God to be gracious to us. With such offerings from your hands, will he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light useless fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty, and I will accept no offering from your hands. My name will be great among the nations, from the rising to the setting of the sun. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to my name, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. But you profane it by saying of the Lord's table it is defiled, and of its food it is contemptible. And you say, What a burden! And you sniff at it contemptuously, saying, This is what the Lord says. When you bring injured, crippled, or diseased animals and offer them as sacrifices, should I accept them from your hands, says the Lord? Cursed is the cheat who has an acceptable male in his flock and vows to give it, but then sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. So they took the blemished animals and sacrificed them, even though they had pure and acceptable offerings in their herd that they said that they would offer. The Lord says, For I am a great king, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Now moving on to chapter 2, this is entitled, An Admonition for the Priests. So he's going to admonish the priests now for their wicked ways and their part in the wrongdoing. And now this admonition is for you, O priests. If you do not listen and if you do not set your heart to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them, because you have not set your heart to honor me. Because of you, I will rebuke your descendants. I will spread on your faces the offal from your festival sacrifices, and you will be carried off with it. You will know that I have sent you this admonition, so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord Almighty. Remember, Levi was the son of Jacob Israel that was chosen for his descendants to always be the priests. It says, My covenant was with him, a covenant of life and peace, and I gave them to him. This called for reverence, and he revered me and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and nothing false was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and turned many from sin. And now this is talking about Aaron's grandson, Phinehas. This was in the book of Numbers in chapter 25. Now picking up in verse 7, it says, For the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge, and from his mouth men should seek instruction, because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty. But you have turned from the way, and by teachings you have caused many to stumble. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. So I have caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people, because you have not followed my ways, but have shown partiality in matters of law. Now, the Lord's speaking to the people of Judah. This portion of the chapter is entitled, Judah Unfaithful. Verse 10, Have we not all one Father? Did not one God create us? Why do we profane the covenant of our fathers by breaking faith with one another? Judah has broken faith. 
A detestable thing has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has desecrated the sanctuary the Lord loves by marrying the daughter of a foreign god. As for the man who does this, whoever he may be, may the Lord cut him off from the tents of Jacob, even though he brings offerings to the Lord Almighty. So the Lord is stating here that he wants the covenant of marriage to be honored. The covenant that was given is a symbol of the of the symbol of the bride of Christ, the symbol of Jesus in the church. And so he doesn't want this symbol to be taken lightly, this covenant to be maligned. It says, another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer pays attention to your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why? It is because the Lord is acting as the witness between you and the wife of your youth because you have broken faith with her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. So they are now um, not honoring the covenant of their marriage. They are either cheating on their wife or leaving their first wife out of physical gain. It says, has not the Lord made them one in flesh and spirit? They are his. Why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith with the wife of your youth. I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel, and I hate a man's covering himself with violence as well as with his garment, says the Lord Almighty. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith. You have wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied him, you ask? By saying, all who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, and he is pleased with them. Or where is the God of justice? So saying the Lord can still be pleased with them, even though they knowingly break his covenant. And then saying, why are you not just with other people? So that ends chapter two, and we will pick up next time in the book of Malachi in chapter three.